This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for takeout order at 727-501-9090 that's 727-501-9090 they truly have the best smoking barbecue in town oh and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce that's the rib shack barbecue in downtown largo 727-501-9090 i'm telling robert from nostalgic radio and car sent you Waiting for him. Asking for him. Now he's here. Who are you? My name is Bond. James Bond. He's back in a new Bond spectacular. Welcome to hell, Blofeld. He's back. Good evening. And we're back to what great movies are all about. Hey, what the hell is this? Hey, listen, you can't do this to me. I've got friends in this town. Outrageous, fun-making thrills. I didn't know there was a pool down there. He's back. The character who runs rings around his enemies in Diamonds Are Forever. 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 And they're back. Some rare facets of female bondage. That's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I don't dress for the hired help. Starring Jill St. John, Charles Gray, and he's back as Blofeld, 007 style. Good evening, 007. From the Diamond Territory of South Africa. Curious. How everyone who touches those diamonds seems to die. The canals of Amsterdam. To the gaming halls of Las Vegas. Hi, I'm Plenty. But of course you are. Plenty O'Toole. Named after your father, perhaps. To the rocket sites of Nevada. Sean Connery. Alias James Bond 007 is back in action. Hello out there. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the Wayback Machine. 
We entered the way back and were immediately hurled back. This is George Barris, King of the Custom Cars from North Hollywood, California. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Be sure and check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can go to our podcast page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Golfstream Motorsports. How you doing tonight, Chris? I'm tired. You're tired. I'm tired. You know, I we, don't know what's going on. Well, I've got, to, I've got to hand it to you. Thanks. You know, for the last minute scramble, we got the show together pretty quick, didn't we? We always do. We always do. That's because you're a professional. Well, if you didn't stroll in here at six forty-five and Was have all these demands, me. <laughs> hey, we got a great show for you tonight. And there's a bunch of events going on this weekend. Of course, the number one event this weekend is Festivals of Speed in Orlando. They got the Jetport Party on. Friday evening, and of course they have the Festivals of Speed at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. And you know what? We need to queue up our little uh, music thing, our little Price is Right thing. We got that. Is that something you can whip up real quick? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And we're going to probably have some giveaway tickets here for somebody. So, and then of course Sunday is the... Do we still have, we still have tickets for that? We do. I have. I got some more over the weekend. Oh, and, look at um, you fancy. I'm fancy schmancy. <laughs> and of course, that uh, Sunday, for all you sports car junkies, uh, or swap meet junkies, we have the uh, Webster swap meet. And then, of course, the other big event that's going on in Fort Myers is Hot Rods and Hogs. And that takes place December 7th, and that's at the Lee Civic Center in Fort Myers. And you know what's really cool about that event? Not only do they have a ton of cars there, but they also have tons of motorcycles, food, bands, music, all kinds of stuff. But you know what? They have some very special guests that show up there. And this weekend, they're going to have... Dennis Gage, the host of My Classic Cars, and Dave Kendrick. And he's got his brand new, very own TV show on Velocity. It's called Bitch and Rides, okay? And you know what? We may have some special guests for you this evening, okay? So, any rate, we got somebody on the phone right now. Let me guess. Do we have a guest on the line? No? What? Do we have a guest? Maybe. Maybe? Are you know. teasing me? I don't know. <laughs> All right, what play the you? music real quick. We'll do the, real, we'll do the radio giveaway real quick. <laughs> what, Come on. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Well, anyway, you know, everybody always accuses me of not being able to multitask you, so I'm going to... You're, t- you're talking to me, and I'm not even... I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm on the phone. I'm not even hearing what you're saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, anyway, but we do, we do, we do have some special guests for you this evening. Okay, let's what are you, roll. Elmer Fudd? We do, we do, we do, we do. That's all, folks. That's all. No, he does... Uh, uh, you know, there goes my phone again. It's ringing. And uh, don't people know that we're doing it's a lot of radio It's not very professional show? to have your phone on you. You know, well, you know what? It's actually no. on mute. It's on mute, so you can't hear it. So well, then why, did you, then why did you call yourself out? I don't know. I just saw that it was ringing because I wasn't sure. Because sometimes people call me not realizing that we're ready to do a live people show People call you? you? But you don't have any friends. Why would they call you? I have one. Oh. Well, that's, maybe that's, that's who's on the line. Actually, I have two. One's my wife. And the other one's my son. Oh. Well, those aren't friends. That's like... <laughs> It's like, an, it's like a requirement. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so what do we got queued up there? We got something right, pretty cool. Let's see <laughs> what we got. I mean, this is like your favorite song. Is this my favorite this song? This is your favorite song of 2014. Is this it? There we go. <laughs> Finally. Without further ado. Okay. Anybody wants to call in? 441-3000. Oh, yeah. Maybe the area code would help, right? 727-441-3000. We have tickets to Festivals of Speed. Okay, the 10th caller will get some tickets. I actually have two sets. So let's just say random callers because we got to kind of hurry up and move along with the show. And also, I still have some decals to my classic car. So if you call in, you will get a set of tickets to Festivals of Speed this weekend and a bumper sticker to my classic car. Probably one of the best TV shows on and one of the longest running. So, having said that, without further ado, I think it's time to introduce our first guest, right? Let's do it. It's okay. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our special guest. He's been on our show for a while. or been, He's been on hold for a second or two, I should say. But he's been on our show before. <laughs> he's been on TV for a very, very long time. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening again, uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars alumni, Dennis Gage, host of My Classic Car. Dennis, are you there? Uh, indeed I am. Are you there, Robert? I'm here. I'm here. I'm tripping and stumbling over myself as usual. He's That's barely <laughs> here, Dennis, but he's a, but he is here. This this is almost like the this is almost like when we were in the lobby last year with um <coughs> Stacy. 
Remember when we were tripping over each other there, and we, we did, you guys did that joint uh, that joint um, uh, liner for me. So anyway, how you? Oh, that was actually that was a, a very funny piece. Actually, that was. I don't know how that worked. It was. It came out pretty funny. I thought it did. It did, and we've actually played that on the show a few times. I have that. I play that every once in a while. But at any rate, so how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Coming down to uh, sunny Florida here this weekend. That's going to be real nice. Now, the event that you're uh, basically guest hosting is uh, Hot Rods and Hogs, right? That's, that's right. The Florida Hot Rods and Hogs at uh, the Lee Civic Center there in, in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. Now, you were there last year, I believe. I, or was I, it the year before? Uh, yeah, Tony, uh, Tony Allen is a promoter and uh, you know, a great guy. He contacted me and said, you know, you want to come down? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, Florida in December, what's not to love? Um, so, so I came down and had just a great time. It's a really cool show. And I was real happy when he, you know, called me up and said, "Hey, you want to come back?" I said, "Yeah, I do." So tell us what's well. Actually, last year you were also at uh, Festivals of Speed in Orlando. I was, I was there too. I shot that, as a matter of fact. Uh, um, uh, that's a really cool show. It's at the the Ritz Carlton uh, mm-hmm. there in Orlando, and they, they do. I guess I guess uh, it's uh, Joe Sabatini. I think he does like four of them. We do four. We do. Yeah. Um, yeah, Miami are the Epic Hotel, uh, Festivals of Speed in uh, Vinoy Park in St. Petersburg, Amelia Island, and uh, the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, it was it was cool. It, was, uh, it had a good vibe. You know, it had uh, Concorde quality cars, but it didn't have the stuffiness and the stiffness that Concours often have. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And just a really wide range of vehicles. I mean, everything from you know, kind of uh, you know, really old school uh, traditional hot rods to just you know, supercars and. Can-Am racers and you know crazy Rolls-Royce Merlin-powered roadsters. I mean, it was it was, it was a good time. Um, some of the events that you travel around and see during the year. I mean, how many how many different venues do you attend? Well, we we, uh, we do twenty six <laughs> episodes per season, which and nobody does twenty six episodes anymore. I don't know why I am, frankly, uh, but we do. And thirteen of those are at events like Festival Speed, uh, and thirteen of them are. You know, what we call features. We go, somebody's got a couple of cool cars or a cool collection, or I do something with Leno. Um, and, and, you know, so that's the 26 of those uh, just for the show. Uh, I do a lot of other, you know, traveling like what I'm doing this weekend, coming down to uh, the Florida uh, Hot Rods and Hogs show. Uh, and then, we, you know, I do a, some other motorcycling stuff, too. Uh, we just finished, in fact, just finished the edit on uh, the latest episode of Trippin' on Two Wheels, which is a, a great, uh, great series. Did a lot of motorcycle touring, a lot of it in Europe with my son over the years. It's just been awesome. And we rode Nova Scotia this year on the new BMW K1600 GTL. So that was a lot of fun. So I'm, you know, I live in Indiana, or at least I keep an, an address in Indiana, but I'm really not here much. Tell us about the uh, the motorcycle thing to Nova Scotia. Now that was kind of interesting. How far north did you go? We did. Uh, we actually went to the end of the road. Uh, in, in Nova Scotia, um, the very tip of uh, Cape Breton Island, which in Cape Breton Island is just spectacular. It's where the Highlands uh, National Park is and all that. But there, there's a dirt road that takes you to a place called Meat Cove. And I'd always wanted to go there, and by golly, we did. We also buried an 850-pound uh, BMW motorcycle in, you know, on the beach and had to you know, free that up, and that was a challenge. But it was just—it was just beautiful. We rode, we flew into Halifax, and rode, you know, up to Cape Breton Island and around the Cabot Trail and back down. It was just—and the episode is just spectacular. It's going to be really cool. Hopefully, I'll get it on the air, probably on Mav TV. Um, you know, maybe in a month or so if I'm lucky. Tell us a little bit about that. Now you were on Mav, but then you're also on Velocity as well. Here. Yeah, we're we're on both networks. You know, of course. Uh, uh, we were, well, we started way back in the day, and this coming up, I will be shooting the 20th season of this show. 20 years of doing this, which is which is which ties me, by the way, with Gunsmoke. <laughs> I, I will be tied with Gunsmoke for the longest running uh, series there. Um, but we started back on on TNN back in the day when there was you know the Nashville Network, uh, which is now rebranded as Spike. But we went from TNN to Speed Vision, which then uh, became Speed, which then went away last, uh, I guess it was August 13, uh, August 2013. It, it disappeared and became 
Fox Sports 1, which hasn't actually worked out that well for Spot, for Fox, which I'm not that disappointed in. But during, but because of that, we had to find a new network home, and I uh, was fortunate enough to find two of them. So we're on Velocity uh, twice a week, and we're on MAV TV five times a week. Is um, MAV, I mean, that's basically owned by or sponsored by or is somehow tied in with Lucas Oil, right? It is owned by Lucas Oil, yeah. Uh, Forrest Lucas basically bought that station. Uh, you know, and the interesting thing is it's, uh, it's kind of cool. It's a lot like Speed Vision was back in the day. It's this reasonably small independent network, um, you know, and, and it's got a lot of the old Speed shows that, that found their way over to MAV. Like Stacy's over there with Gears and uh, Dan Woods with Chop Cut re- Rebuilds over there. Dave Despain's over there. Uh, so it's kind of nice. It has the vibe of a... You know, a fledgling, struggling little independent network, which is what Speed Vision was, and that it was kind of nice because now all the independents are gone. And it's all been snapped up by Viacom or News Corp or you know, frankly, Discovery. And for a guy like me, who's an independent production company, you know, you're dealing. You're this guy that's with a, a little production company. And you're dealing with these multi-billion-dollar corporations, and that's, that's not really that much fun. Uh, so, Mav is kind of cool. It's kind of a you know, it's kind of a throwback. Do you um, do you like the exposure that you get on MAV? Well, MAV is still small. I mean, I like the exposure I get on Velocity. Okay. Velocity is the bigger network, of course, and it's it sort of the, you know, they were the winner when speed went away. Velocity's in about, uh, they're coming up towards 60 million households, which is, you know, getting pretty respectable. MAV's at about half of that, about 30 million. Mm-hmm. So combined, we're, you know, we're in over 90 million households. That's and pretty good. Speed, we were really only in 81 million. Only eighty-one million. Only um, eighty-one. But, yeah, but that's pretty good. You know, that's respectable distribution. Mm-hmm. Well, now, the tell us a little bit about that BMW that you rode up there in Nova Scotia, because you know we have a lot of bike fans that listen to this radio show, and that's the brand new one, right? Now, that's a touring bike. Oh man, that thing is unbelievable! I've, I have ten bikes, um, in, in you know, in, in my own. I wouldn't call it a collection; I'd call it a grouping. But a lot of them are BMWs. I really am a fan of, of BMWs. I just think they're unbelievable machines. And the K1600 GTL is their new flagship bike. It is uh, uh, 1600 cc's. I don't know. It's 140 horsepower or some crazy number like that. Limitless power, limitless torque. You know, traction control, heated grip seat, the windshield, the electrically controlled. Uh, XM uh, radio. I mean, it's just crazy. And the thing, yeah, I ride. I ride with my son and this British friend of mine, uh, uh, Neil Bailey, uh, who's a motorcycle photojournalist. But my son is now 25, and when we learned that we were getting the K16R GTLs, he was like, "Oh man, you know, what am I doing on this old fart touring bike? Oh man, this is a bummer. I'm 25." And then he got on that bike and just was totally enamored with it. And now he wants one. <laughs> well, good for him. It's a, mag- it's a magnificent machine. I mean, it's the it is the finest machine I've ever been on. I've ridden just about everything. Now, in your collection, your grouping of motorcycles, do My you grouping, have yeah. your grouping? Do you have vintage bikes, or are they mostly contemporary? Uh, well, you know, I I think my earliest bike was '67, so I don't go back crazy far. Okay. But but I've got uh, you know a '67 uh, Moto Guzzi and a '69 Beamer and a '73 Beamer and a '77 Beamer and an '83 Beamer. Oh okay. And then newer Triumph, I've got a 1200 CC Touring Triumph, and I've got a this kind of muscle cruiser uh, Moto Guzzi, a Chantaro, and a couple other bigger oil head uh, 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 Beamers that are in the '90s. Now I've also got also got a little uh, seven. Uh, 72 uh, 350 Scrambler, Honda Scrambler. Oh, that's just, a cool bike. You know, yeah, it's a throwback. A little CL350? Exactly, exactly right. And, and mm-hmm. Candy Panther Gold, which is actually great. But, wow. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. Do you, uh, you've got to be, since you're a bike guy, you've got to be a fan of Barber Motorsports. Have you been down there to the museum? Yeah, it's, I mean, that is just unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible track, it's an incredible facility. Uh, and the collection is magnificent, and then the way it's displayed. I mean, everybody should go, should 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 get to the Farber Museum because it's just, it's like no place else. It's really unbelievable. I've never been there, but I hear that the track is absolutely outstanding. It's perfectly manicured. It looks almost like a oh. European Formula One track. Is that true? Oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, there's always there's tires like in runout areas. You know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at tracks. 
uh, and the corners and things like that. At Barber, those are all brand new tires. <laughs> brand new tires. Those are brand, those are brand new tires. <laughs> I mean, those are not used old. You know, that's how that's and there's all these you know beautiful sculptures out on you know on the grounds and like in the infield and stuff. So it's really quite an amazing place. Now, is it more like for the guy that's got the European style bike, the road race bike, the GTP bikes? It's obviously not kind of like a Harley biker type uh, Daytona well, thing, right? Road, no, it's a, it's definitely a road course. Okay, um, and you know, it's not just a bike course. I mean, they they have a lot of like Porsche meets there, and uh, 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 you know, Ferrari meets are held there. So I mean, it's a it's a road track for both cars and motorcycles. But yeah, it's a it's a Laguna Seca type you know, road course. Okay. Have you been on that course? I have. Okay. It's a great course. (laughs) It's really a great course. Now, you're friends with Dave Despain. Have you done some riding with Dave? Because he's a big bike guy. He is. Well, gosh, he's sort of the godfather of it all. Uh, I know Dave. I've never ridden with him. I'd love to sometime. He's, you know, the guy's a walking encyclopedia, and he's kind of, in the bike world, he's sort of done it all. Mm -hmm. Cool guy. Um, Have you been at Roebling Road? Have you ridden that course? Uh, no, you know, I haven't. I haven't been on that one, but I have been uh, uh, Hutchinson Island. They opened that thing back yes. up, mm-hmm. uh, up of Savannah, um, which is kind of a cool course. They built that like in 96, ran one race and shut it down. Um, and it was it's actually the, the uh, Hilton Head Concord Elegance that got together and with some guys, and they sort of brought that back. And they do some vintage racing there during the Hilton Head Concord in, in early November. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a cool course. It's a little, it's a little rough, but it's laid out nicely. Do you cover um, racing events? You mentioned, uh, you know, because we talked about Hill, um, Hill, uh, Hutchinson Island, which we were there for the HSR event here a couple of weeks ago or last month, whenever it was. Uh-huh. Do you cover those on your show? Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's, um, you know, my show's not a racing show, but it's, it's, a, it's a whole hobby show. Mm-hmm. So we've done some events that were, you know, back in the early stages of the show, we did the Porsche 356 registry at, uh, at uh, Waterford Hills uh, Raceway. Michigan. In Michigan. Yeah. And then we, I shot the uh, 40th anniversary of Can-Am up at Road America. Really? Wow, was that something? They were like, there were like, there were like 60 Can-Am cars there in one place at one time, um, and those things can shake the earth. And so that was pretty cool. And, that, and, and of course, you know, if there's a vintage uh, component, vintage racing component, there's something like the Hilton had. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Motoring festival. Motoring festival, right? Motoring festival. Well, you know, we'll shoot a day there it just makes you know it makes the episode uh you know it it, well it captures a little bit more of what the the true flavor of that multifaceted event is and it makes the the episode kind of you know broader and more interesting let me ask you this now you've been on the air 20 years what haven't you done yet that you want to do yet as far as you know because i mean you've you've covered just about everything and do you because you always got to look for something new and fresh right so what's what's on your goal what's on your horizon uh well you know uh that's interesting um i have done it for a long long time um and fortunately i'm kind of fascinated by you know offbeat and oddball stuff uh you know i've, I've done this so long i've sort of been Cuda camaro mustanged to death you know <laughs> and, you know and, and while i totally appreciate those cars it's just there's so much out there more mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. um and and i think that's why leno and i get along so well because leno likes weird stuff too oh yeah but that's really um i i think that's i just i find that the subject matter is limitless i will never run out of things to do because i find stuff all the time that i wasn't aware of or you know or i'd forgotten about and and we were just we shot in europe this summer we were in uh, uh the netherlands and france and belgium and I ran into some cars and some collections there that just blew me away. I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, what I want to do, I guess what's on my list is to keep discovering things that I didn't know were there. And that happens almost every day. Do you, um, have you done something with Jeffrey Hacker yet with uh, Forgotten Fiberglass? Have you done a special with him? No, I haven't. Okay, because he's right here in town. He's right here locally. Oh, really? Yeah. I have oh, to put wow. you guys in touch because he's had a number of his vehicles at uh, at uh, um, Amelia Island and out west. Oh, really? And you probably know Rick DeLouis. I know you got to know Rick. Yeah, sure. Okay, well they're partners and buddy buddies in this stuff, and they come up with these really unusual exotic cars. And like I said, they're based out of right here in Clearwater. Oh wow! How cool. 
So yeah, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to make that connection. Yeah. And what, so, so he kind of digs up vintage uh, fiberglass stuff. Yeah, you know, like old Kelson cheetahs, Devons, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. weird stuff that was just uh, like one off, where these little guys came out with fifties uh, cars and they were building something that kind of put on a. You know, uh, 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 some sort of an American-made or foreign chassis, you know. Yeah, I, I run into those things uh, at shows a lot. And, you know, and again, it's the kind of stuff that I didn't know existed. And they made, you know, they made one of them, or they made ten of them, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I did one out in Klamath Falls, Oregon, two years ago. And, and you know, and it's, it's the name of it's escaping me. I'd never heard of it before. God, it, it was like a... It was like Delorio or Delorio or something like that, but I, that wasn't it. And it was the doggondest thing. Um, but but uh, they made a lot of experimental, you know, stuff and, and startups that then failed. Mm-hmm. But in the fifties and sixties, certainly the early sixties, there were some interesting cars built out of glass. The one that you're thinking about, I'm trying to. Um, I might have seen it on one of your episodes, but there was a guy here in town, and I can't think of the name of it. But it does begin with a D, and it looks a yeah. little bit like a Fort Corvette kind of like, and it's yeah. kind of uh, a, and, a little more flowing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And they made a roadster version of it, and they made uh, kind of like a fastback version or something you could mount on it. You know, like it had a, a roof that was, you know, you could put it on or take it off type deal. But it was kind of a cool yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah. But it's amazing yeah, that a lot of these are. A lot of these were, and a lot of them they put on like 56 Chevy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they take this really exotic body and throw it on a 56 Chevy running gear and everything. So, I mean, it's still going to drive like a 56 Chevy, but it, but it looks like it dropped from another planet. Kind of. They're a little bit on the flexi flyer side, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. But I th- a lot of them just started out as just like a cheap and expensive sports car, you know, because a guy couldn't afford an MG, which was a pricey car back in the day, you know, or a Jag yeah, or something like yeah. that. But uh, all right, well, hey, why don't you go ahead and pitch your websites real quick and your TV shows? And well, yeah, uh, I, I host My Classic Car on, on Velocity and Mav TV, and the website's myclassiccar.com. That's easy. Okay. Tripping on Two Wheels is coming up soon. So, and that's uh, the website, Tripping on Two Wheels TV, if you want to go look at it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I do. And then I, and you guys, I guess you won't be at the show in, in Fort Myers because you'll be at the. Uh, festivals. Festival Speed. But, you know, I hope our paths cross again soon. Absolutely will. What did you think of SEMA this year? Uh, you know, uh, it was uh, it was amazing. It was a record year in both attendance and in exhibitors. I was on the board of directors of SEMA for seven years and on the show committee for probably nearly ten. And this was, you know, and, and it went through a hard time, 08, 09, you know, with the recession and all that. But it was back with a vengeance, and it was unbelievable. What's your take on the overall industry right now? Oh, it's, it is it's, it's, uh, at an all-time uh, high, really. I mean, this is a... This is a $39 billion a year industry, the aftermarket, the automotive aftermarket. Mm-hmm. $39 billion a year of stuff that nobody really needs. Is this a great company or what? You know? Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, I no, mean, the industry is great. And, and I'll tell you, just kind of in closing, I mean, the industry is strong because the hobby is strong. And the hobby is strong because the industry is strong. They're very symbiotic. You couldn't do the restorations you can do today, 20 years ago, because you couldn't get the stuff. And, you know, innovation, innovators, startup guys, you know, inventors came together, you know, created this entire market, and it's, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. I mean, the hobby's strong, and, and the aftermarket industry's strong. Well, and there's a lot of thanks and credit goes out to guys like you to keep these TV shows on the air, because you guys really, truly help promote the hobby as well. Well, I think that's true, and I, I think that actually shows like my like mine, my classic car, brought the car hobby to the general population. It had been this, you know, niche thing, and if you were into it, you were into it. But if you weren't, you didn't even know it existed twenty years ago. And by taking it and kind of putting it on TV and saying, "Hey, look, this is actually pretty cool," then suddenly people went, "Yeah, you know, there's a car show in town. I think I'll go there this weekend." Or so the hobby has has really grown, and television's played a big part in it, a big role in that. Absolutely. Well, Dennis, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes. Uh, everybody, if you can make it to Festivals of Speed, be sure and make it to Hot Rods and Hogs down at the Leaf Civic Center this weekend, this Sunday in Fort Myers, and stop by and say hello to Dennis Gage. Please do. Please do. And, and you'll, you'll be talking on the radio to a good friend of mine who will also be there, Dave Kindig. Yes. Uh, next year, I think. So Dave's a great guy. You all love him. He does magnificent stuff. Come on down to the Leaf Civic Center, and, and let's have a good time this weekend. All Thanks, right. guys. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Be safe. Hey, uh, what do we got in the turntable there real quick? Ooh. 
Now here's a little classic music. This is the Youngbloods, and it's uh, it's a song four in the morning, right? It's four in the morning somewhere. It's four in the morning somewhere. <laughs> hey, you're tuning to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Courtney, such a lovely, sweet girl. Hey, man, if you guys just tuned in, this is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we just played some really cool vintage 60s psychedelic music. That's almost kind of my favorite. A group called the Young Bloods. They were big back in the day. And uh, so, anyway, that's kind of a groovy old song. But it's time to introduce our next special guest for the evening. This gentleman, I just met him at SEMA. You always hear me talking about SEMA. You meet the neatest people, see the coolest cars. It's one of the premier events. Everybody has to go there. Before they die, you know, that's one of those bucket list things. But anyway, this gentleman is a custom car builder. He's got his own shop in uh, Utah, and it's called Ken Dig It Design. I kind of I like the name, Ken Dig It Design. But anyway, now he's a host of his own TV show called Bitchin' Rides. You hear me say bitchin' on the radio show all the time because it's kind of a California term. But anyway, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Dave Kendig. Dave, are you there? I'm here, Robert. Great to hear from you guys. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I got to tell you, I'm super excited to get out of Salt Lake and get out to Florida this weekend because it's uh, going to be much better weather. <laughs> You're going to be there in Florida, down in Fort Myers, along with Dennis Gage, who said hello, by the way. He was just on a few minutes ago. And uh, you're going to be at High Rods and Hogs down at the Lee, Civic, the Lee Civic Center in Fort Myers. Yeah, yeah, and I'm extremely excited because it'll be snowing here and it'll be beautiful there. You're going to have about 75 to 80 degree warm, humid weather, Florida style. Super. And you're going to be right on the coast, so hey, you know, bring a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. You're in. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, Dave Kendick and all about you. Now, let me just go back here just for a second. got to interject because I was, I'm on your website right now, and you got some really cool, quote, bitchin' rides. Now, one of the cars I noticed in here was a 65 or 66 Galaxy, the white one. Was that the one that was at uh, SEMA last year? Yeah, we had that in uh, Flowmaster's booth in the Central Hall at the SEMA show last year, which actually was kind of cool. We won uh, within about an hour of the first day. Uh, we had won a Ford Design of Excellence award for that car, which was really quite an honor. 
that was the first time I'd ever won a Ford Design Award, and it was uh, uh, it was very unexpected, but just a great car. We built that for a good friend of mine here in Salt Lake. Uh, he's into the uh, computer industry, uh, just loved the car, had one when he was younger, found the right <coughs> car, and then wanted to trick it up. So dropped it on an Art Morrison frame that was custom built, uh, put a Coyote 5.0 with an Edelbrock E4 supercharger on it, putting out 555 horse. And just did a lot of really mild uh, modifications to the vehicle, pulling the bumpers in, making custom roll pans, exhaust cutouts, uh, smoothing it over, and, of course, putting a set of our patented smooth door handles on it, which just kind of added to the flair of being a little bit smoother but still clean and classy. I'll tell you, I'm a Ford guy, so and I'm a drop-top guy, and I really dig that car. In fact, if, if you go to our, one of our podcasts, i got a picture of that right there on our podcast. Uh, far out, yeah. That was a. It's a great car, and I, you know, I always, I always say, I live vicariously through others' wallets, my hot rod dreams, and really, I, uh, when I take on a project like that and I design it from top to bottom, really, I've got the uh, customer in mind. Um, but I will always give my input. Uh, we think we're putting, uh, you know, uh, chuck wagon wheels on a spaceship. I'll let him know. <laughs> I think the, the whole fit and finish of that car, the theme with the race stripe offset to one side, kind of giving that '60s race jacket feel. Uh, keeping true to the color form of uh, red interior, white exterior, uh, black canvas top. I mean, the whole the whole package was really just there, and it's just an absolute charm to drive. It really is a good looking car. It really truly is. Well, now, how did you get started? What what what? When did you get bit by the bug? Well, <laughs> I got bit a uh, bit very young, actually. Uh, my uh, my about the time I was five, I started drawing cars. Actually, my first design work was uh, designing. Uh, insects, and then I figured out very soon that you couldn't make those. <laughs> Went to my second love, which was uh, uh, cars. And uh, uh, my mom was a uh, is an artist, and and uh, I always kind of got a kick out of watching her paint stuff in the in the living room, and uh, you know most of which was landscapes or animals or people, and of course I was much more into the cars uh, stuff. So just kind of picked up a pencil, started doing that. Uh, time went on. I got uh, a design and engineering degree from Legos and Hot Wheels. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. There I was with plastic models, and then moved into BMX bikes, freestyling, and uh, I grew up very poor, so I worked at a golf course hunting golf balls, and and uh, I did kind of the Johnny Cash thing with my first uh, BMX uh, competition bike. I bought it one piece at a time, and and uh, so I learned very young to work hard and and uh, you know reap the rewards that way. Well, you so, can be very proud of yourself because you've done an amazing job in a short amount of time. Thank you. Yeah, 15 and a half years is how long we've been in business, and that's uh, that's really kind of the unique story about where I came from. I cashed in my 401k after eight and a half years at uh, uh, high-performance coatings, doing ceramic coatings on exhaust systems. Never worked in a body shop, nor did I go to school for any of this. It was self-taught on Volkswagen bugs. Cool. Every Volkswagen I'd get, I'd chop the top off of it or take a Type 3 station wagon uh, squareback and, and uh, make a Woody out of it or, you know, do something really cool. I was in the Volkswagen Club uh, called Salt City Air Coolers back in the day. My wife and I uh, spent a lot of time, made some great friends, and I I always had the lowest car or the most loud painted or, you know, something chopped pretty radically, and I just kind of kept after that pretty soon, and I kind of got to notice with both the drawings and also the fact that I was building cars out of my garage. And uh, pretty soon, people were knocking on the door, wanting me to work on their cars or design their cars. And one thing led to another. I ditched uh, HPC and started my uh, shop out of my garage, which only lasted about two and a half months in there, and moved into the building that we're in for the last fifteen years. Wow! Yeah, because your your building now is what twenty seven thousand square feet. That's half an acre. That's correct. Yeah, we uh, we started in forty five hundred square feet here, and uh, very quickly outgrew that. Moved to nine thousand. Uh, five years later, another nine thousand, and then uh, two and a half, three years ago, I think now uh, we uh, knocked out the last part of it, and we've got the entire building. There's over forty five projects in here at any given time. I've worked from two guys out of my garage uh, to thirty plus employees now, plus the upholstery shop, which is in house. Wow. Uh, and there's five guys over in there, and. Uh, we're booked and having fun. We're, you know, my my shop is quite unique. Uh, you walk through the shop, you see the camaraderie. You know that uh, when you come back to work on Monday, everybody's all excited to see each other again. We're building great cars. You know, basically there is no actual job here. It's you know when you go to work and you build somebody's dream car, it's really not work. It's more fun. It's and, uh, a labor of love, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. It's such a charmed life to be able to do something that you really enjoy doing and work with such great uh, talent and great people. And we uh. You know, we just we all get along. It's uh, it's quite a quite a quite a fun little uh, deal I got going on here. Now, tell us a little bit about um, like your car, your style. 
Were you inspired by anybody in particular, or is this kind of like your own deal? Because I, I'm, I'm looking at the website, and I'm, and you, you, a lot of your stuff is kind of I want to I don't want to say pro touring, but it's a little contemporary, but it's vintage, it's retro. Uh, but right. but was there anybody out there that kind of you know, like I said, inspired you back in the day? You know, um you know, I, I remember growing up, uh, again, you know, very poor, and I'd spend a lot of time in the local uh, library. The only uh, magazines they had, there was an automotive encyclopedia, which I think I checked out every one of those multiple times, uh, just kind of looking at them, kind of seeing what the history of cars are, the shapes, what, what uh, kind of caught my eye, what tripped my trigger, how that stuff kind of worked. And then, you know, Hot Rod Magazine and, and uh, uh, Motor Trend, I mean, they were pretty much, you know, exciting for me because that's all I had access to. So really, I don't know if there was anything that necessarily inspired me. I remember uh, one time when I was growing up, I think I was watching Captain Kangaroo on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, George Barris was there, and I was quite into model plastic uh, uh, plastic model cars. Okay. And I remember he was basically describing on a, a Ford Econoline uh, pickup how to, you know, hang it, you know, by bending a, a, a hanger, a, a metal wire hanger, and that you could paint the vehicle and you could hold it and then hang it up so it could dry. And yeah. I just remember him doing that, and, you know, kind of the nuts and bolts of putting a model together. It's kind of like watching paint dry. However, at the end of that presentation of how to do this model, they opened up this curtain, and there it was in full scale, full for real, the same vehicle he was just building. And I think that's one thing that really kind of caught my attention. And I was like, you know, so if you put it together, you can kind of see what it's going to look like. And then if you actually have the talent and the ability, you go out and build it. And so that's something that I really, you know, if I don't build everybody's car in the world, that's okay for me. It's really cool to see that the hobby's still very much alive. People are getting interested by watching these automotive programs, get out in the garage, do something, you know, take their kid out, show them kind of the nuts and bolts of everything, and really keep the, you know, keep this whole thing alive. And that's that's really what uh, that I'm hoping continues. You know, one day, uh, who knows, they might uh, outlaw combustion engines, and then what? He's going to have to be an electrician. There will be a riot and a revolution in this country if they outlaw the internal combustion. I have to agree. And I'd have to agree because there's uh, the red, white, and blue. You have apple pie, and you have hot rods. You have, what else is there, right? That's exactly right. I'm on your website, and I'm under the heading uh, Notable Bills, and I just noticed a really wild, far-out bitchin' Volkswagen. Is that one of yours? Uh, the bus? The bug, the, the orange one. The Orange Bug. So that was uh, a car we called the Dub Bug. That was one of my first big builds when I was uh, just barely into business. I believe we built that one back in 2001. And it was a good friend of mine, Troy Bate, that I had built that car with. Um, uh, that car is uh, something that he had had for a while, put it on the back burner. We brought it in, finished the chop top on it, put the wide fiberglass fenders, created an airbag suspension front and rear for the IRS uh, rear suspension, uh, the front axle. We'd put air shocks on it, uh, 17 and 20-inch Colorado Custom Apex wheels, uh, suicide doors. I mean, this thing was the bomb. And really, uh, all the way down through the interior, that's where everybody started kind of coagulating and realizing that, hey, you know, if we all work together on something like this, we can actually pull off some pretty cool builds. That car is still uh, around and is still in perfect shape. It made the cover of hot uh, VWs back in, oh, I think it was 2004, 2005. And uh, it was just a really, really cool build. Everything about it, we just did so many smooth over things. And to answer your question, my styling cues a lot of the times really kind of come from building something that's going to stand out more so than the next car in the show. Um, it's one of my things that uh, not necessarily do you have to have the most obnoxious or bright paint on something to attract that attention, but it more or less fit, finish, and contrast between interior and exterior. Stance is always important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, playing off of the originality of the vehicle so you're not losing everything about it, but still making it very custom. And so there's a really fine line. You can go too far to one degree or too little on the other side, and then all of a sudden, you know, not everything matches. You don't want to do a really radical exterior and then put a stock interior back in it and vice versa. Uh, I see this really cool-looking stock black. Uh, looks like a 56, 57 oval. Yeah, now that was a 54 European, so it has the semaphores. Uh, built that for a great friend of mine up in Park City. Okay. And, uh, it was just basically a really nice resto. He had found a car that didn't need a whole lot of metal finish, which was uh, pretty unique for a Volkswagen of that era, a 1954 Volkswagen standard. Mm-hmm. 
uh, European model, but uh, first year for the oval car. And, yeah, and it's so mm-hmm. cool. That that is the first year of the oval. It still has the original uh, motor. The matching numbers motor is totally. in that car. Yeah, it's absolutely marvelous. The uh, the engine was gone through by a good friend of mine, Art Thrain from Ace, uh, that used to be uh, like the number one guy for Weber tuning in the in in the northern hemisphere, uh-huh. and uh, it's quite well known. But uh, yeah, he had gone through the motor. The interior was done by JS Custom Interior, which is in house with us. It was all done in a uh, kind of a berry leather, almost about uh, reminiscent of a '58 Mercedes. Mm. And it's just a classy car. So much fun to drive. It's not real fast. No. It's, it's a but, bug. <laughs> yeah, we gave up on the Judson supercharger idea. So, oh. yeah, we we had found one, and by the time we started finding all the parts for it, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Let's just leave it alone. On but, the other uh, on the other extreme, you got this nice looking uh, sixty five, sixty six uh, road race uh, Corvette here. This uh, the gold one. That's pretty cool looking. I like that look. Yeah, so a great story behind that. That belongs to uh, Jorgen Muller, that is the owner of Racedeck, Snaplock Industries. And mm-hmm. I do a lot of cars for Jorgen. As a matter of fact, I've got a Roadster Shop 64 Malibu that he purchased, um, and a twin turbo, 940 horsepower. We just repainted the car, did a couple of appointments on the inside. But we had built that car. It had been a race car since 1965. Um, and wow. uh, we, what was really interesting about that car is that uh, Wally Pete, one of the original uh, developers of the race program for Corvette and for Chevrolet that had been with uh, Chevrolet since the late 50s, is still around, comes up here during the summer out to Miller Motorsport Park, sets up his diesel pusher and uh, hangs out in the shops there and tunes on both the Sunbeam Tiger and that Corvette. No so that kidding. was kind of a cool collaboration. I got to work with Wally Pete on that, and he is such a living legend. He is such a neat guy and a world of knowledge. Wow. It was really cool to work with him. we got a few minutes left. Let's talk about Bitch and Rides, your TV show. How'd that all come about? <laughs> so, so Bitch and Rides, what was kind of cool is we had the opportunity to build a 1939 GM Futureliner for a very good friend and client of mine, Rick White. Uh, and uh, so we flew out to Michigan and looked at number three, which is the one that we'd built, and uh, gave him the thumbs up. Well, in the meantime, my marketing director had just kind of sent a media blurb out to, you know, a whole bunch of places, including David Lee and Bob Scanlon from Discovery and Velocity Channel. And normally, you know, there's a lot of people who have an idea for a TV show, and they they pretty quickly dismiss them because they probably get a couple hundred of them a day. This one in particular, because of my uh, previous experience with uh, being a guest on other TV shows, such as My Classic Car with Dennis, uh, Car Crazy with Barry McGuire, Hot Rod Television, uh, low car television and SEMA coverage. So I already had a little bit of experience with that. But once that came across there to find one of the top five in the, in the nation, builders and designers, to get the opportunity to do something that's a little bit out of their wheelhouse as a full restoration on basically a, a, a B-52. On <laughs> <laughs> wheels. They were like going, okay, this might be kind of interesting. So the phone call went out. Uh, a film crew by the name of Fisher Productions out of Park City came down. They did a sizzle reel, sold it instantly. And without going uh, <clears throat> too far away from the times of contracts and everything, all the legal stuff that goes on with a TV series, they came down and continued to do B-roll so they didn't miss any of the 19 months of building this behemoth of a project. Uh, we modified the shop and got that all set up and and uh, built that over a 19-month period. Of course, it was the last two episodes of season one uh, was uh, building that future liner, and it was such a huge, huge project. Uh, but it has been an absolute blast working with the guys from Velocity and Discovery. Uh, I'm in such great company with all of the other uh, uh, TVs, uh, TV shows that are out there in the stars. The guys are just all very genuine. I got to spend a lot of time with uh, Chris Jacobs from Overholland, great friend of mine. Uh, Chip, of, Chip and I actually knew each other back in the days of uh, when he was working for Boyd. Oh, wow. So, you know, Chip's just a, a solid, solid heart person. I mean, he's just absolutely a, a, a charm to talk to and hang out with. The uh, total world of knowledge as far as design, conceptual, you know, whatever's. Uh, 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 Wayne Carini, uh, Mike and Ed, great guys from Britain, from mm-hmm. dealer dealers. Uh, so we spent quite a bit of time getting to know each other in the uh, green room and, and just had a blast. And, yeah, you know, to, to come from where I was 15 years ago and be where I'm at now, sitting there uh, in the green room below the stage at the SEMA show for Velocity Live, and somebody walks in the room, sits on the couch next to me. I'm just reading through some papers of some of the questions that Chris is going to ask me. And I look off to my left and look back at my script and look again. 
guy says, hey, Dave, love your show, man. And I was like, oh, hey, thanks a lot, uh, Jeff. That's really nice. How's everything going? He says, good. Uh, it's Jeff Gordon. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's just a great guy. So there I am just hanging out with a bunch of really normal guys that everybody, you know, has this huge idol set of, you know, who they are, or who they perceive that they are. These guys are all really quite down to earth and uh, and quite nice to hang out with and talk to. So That uh, velocity kind of- live thing that they did there at SEMA was excellent because, like you said, it was you, it was uh, Jeff Gordon, Ray Abraham, uh, the guys from Fast and Loud, uh, the guys from Wheeler Dealers, uh, Chip, obviously, uh, Chris, uh, Wayne Carini was there. I mean, that was a really, really good presentation. And uh, was that the first year they did that? Yeah, that's the first first year that they've done that uh, particular format. Before they used to bring them out, uh, basically everybody was up on the same table and they'd talk to them for a second. I think this year is actually uh, quite uh, quite a bit better. Yeah, uh, last year, of course, was the first year I wasn't uh, in there. I was just at the front row and they kind of introduced me as the newest member of the Velocity uh, uh, family. But uh, this year they very much uh, welcomed me in and uh, uh, put me out there. I had an absolute blast meeting people and talking to people the entire week at the SEMA show. Are you going to get to go? We got, I think, about a minute or two left. Are you going to get to go to uh, do like a lot of uh, guest appearances, a lot of car shows? Is that working your schedule? Does that work out for you? You know, um, actually, I just got back from uh, Denver. I was at uh, Creme de la Chrome over the weekend. We did have a couple of cars there actually in uh, competition, uh, which we did win best of show there, which was really cool. Uh, but I flew in on Saturday, uh, just kind of hang out, uh, you know, look, try and walk through the car show and check out cars because I'm still true, uh, you know, a, har- a hardcore har- uh, car guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to walk the show and, and uh, check it out. But I am making quite a few appearances, uh, considerably more than I had in the past before the TV show. Is it a lot of fun? I love it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love talking to people. I love talking about cars and just kind of hanging out. And, you know, and I and I really, you know, my biggest thing is I love to inspire. You know, when I came from nothing uh, and uh, and I've been able to accomplish the goals by surrounding myself with uh, great people uh, and, and never losing sight of those goals, that's really the biggest thing for me. And that's usually what I talk to people at the colleges that uh, – you know, that I'm trying to inspire kids. I can't tell them exactly what class to take because I didn't take any of them. But what I can do is tell them how to dream. If you set a goal and you you land just below it, keep going. The only person that can stop you from accomplishing everything that you want to do in life is yourself. That's true. And I think once people get that, then all of a sudden it's like, you know, maybe that chop top isn't so hard. Well, Dave, I, I know your daughter's Bailey's very proud of you, okay? So, and you got to get her hot rod. She needs a hot rod. But anyway, Dave, tell us about yeah. your plug your show real quick one more time, and then we're, uh, we gotta, we're just about out of time. Bitch and Rides on Velocity Channel, and look for Season 2 starting uh, fall of 2015. And then, of course, our website, kindigit.com. That's K-I-N-D-I-G-I-T without the hyphen, dot com. Well, Dave, I want to thank you very much. I'm definitely going to have you on the show again. You have a great time in uh, South Florida. I wish I could be there. I got to work Festival of Speed. I want to thank my special guest this evening, Dave Kendig from Ken Dig It Design and the new TV show on Velocity, Bitch and Rise. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hope to see you at Festivals of Speed and Sunday. Hot Rods and Hogs down at the Lee Civic Center in Fort Myers. And for you parts junkies like me, and I'm going to miss it, is Webster Swap Meet on Sunday. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, love your family. out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.